Join us now for Health for Life, brought to you by Hamilton Healthcare System. Today we're talking with Dr. Eric Manahan of Hamilton Physician Group General Surgery in Dalton. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Manahan. I'm glad to be here. Dr. Manahan is a board-certified general surgeon at Hamilton Physician Group General Surgery. He serves on the board of directors for American Society of Breast Surgeons, a fellow of the American College of Surgeons, and a specialist in the care of benign and malignant disorders of the breast. Hamilton Physician Group General Surgery is located at 1504 Broderick Drive, Dalton. He, Dr. Painter, Dr. Fromm, Dr. Gable, and Dr. Rodriguez provide the latest medical advances in general surgery and personalized care. Dr. Manahan, my first question is, why did you choose to become a general surgeon? Well, I've always wanted to be in a procedural type of specialty, and when I was young, I was in a little dog fight and lost and had a lot of surgical intervention on my face and plastic surgeon and the way I was taken care of through all of that just made me decide that I wanted to be in the medical field and the more I was in the medical field the more I wanted to operate and do procedures. Is that right? So when you was a child you got in a dog fight? Yep and lost. And lost <laughs> and had to be taken care of and some plastic surgery. That is a great story. It's a sad story. I'm sorry. Yeah. But it's a it's a great story on how you got started with this. What's your favorite part of your job? I really like to take care of patients. We can see people from the beginning to the end of their um, disease process. We get to get in on the diagnosis and then we can treat them, do the procedures, the surgical interventions, and really take care of them from the beginning all the way through the end of their process. So that's a a great opportunity to follow the patient all the way through. Tell us about Hamilton Physician Group General Surgery. We've got five surgeons, got a great office staff. So the care that people receive when they come in from the front office all the way through the back door is great. From a surgical specialties, we do all types of general surgery. I do a lot of breast surgery, a lot of breast cancer surgery, but we also do laparoscopic surgery. We take out appendixes. We do colon cancer gallbladders, you name it from a general surgery standpoint, and, and we will do it and take care of you. We've got a great bunch. Appendix? Yep. Yep. Did one last night. Is so, that right? right? I bet that's fascinating to see. It, it is. It I is. Come it on. Is. Well, I don't have one. Mine, mine's gone. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about People's Cancer Institute. Don't go away. If you're in need of medical care, don't delay. Your health won't wait. Hamilton Medical Center is ready to care for you. We are following CDC guidelines. Patients and guests are screened for COVID-19 symptoms. Those who are suspected to have the virus are treated in a separate area. Plus, Hamilton's high-powered UV light robots eliminate 99.9% of bacteria and viruses on surfaces. Please do not delay medical care. Your health won't wait. As always, Hamilton is here for you. Take the following everyday steps to help avoid the spread of COVID-19 and other respiratory viruses. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue. Throw the tissue away and then wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects or surfaces such as remote controls and doorknobs. Stay at least six feet from other people and stay home if you're sick. Call your doctor if you develop a fever, cough, or difficulty breathing. For more information, visit HamiltonHealth.com or CDC.gov. Is it time for a heart-to-heart? Ask your primary care physician if you should have a heart-to-heart with one of Hamilton Physician Group's board-certified cardiologists. 
If you have high cholesterol, high blood pressure, or diabetes, this can be especially important. Hamilton Physician Group Cardiology, located at 1436 Broderick Drive in Dalton. Call 706-226-3434 or visit hamiltonhealth.com slash cardiology. That's 706-226-3434. Join us on a journey to better health. Health for life. Simply put, that is why Hamilton Medical Center is here. From primary care and specialty care practices near you, an accredited chest pain center, a certified joint replacement program, a new children's institute, cancer institute, endoscopy center, and more. Hamilton is here for you and your family. Learn more at HamiltonHealth.com. Hamilton Healthcare System. Health for life. Do you snore? Are you always tired? You could be suffering from obstructive sleep apnea. Hamilton Regional Sleep Center provides real solutions for sleep apnea, insomnia, narcolepsy, and restless leg syndrome. Overnight sleep testing is conducted by highly trained technologists in a warm and friendly environment. Call Hamilton Regional Sleep Center, 706-278-4757. That's 706-278-4757. And we're back on Health for Life. Dr. Manahan. Can you tell us about People's Cancer Institute? Yes. So People's Cancer Institute at Hamilton Medical Center is really just developed to show the community the specialization in cancer care. So opened in January, you got diagnostics in the front with mammograms, ultrasounds, a lot of breast women's imaging in the front door. Also on the first floor, we have medical oncology offices so that people with any type of cancer diagnosis can see medical oncologists. On the bottom floor, we've got state-of-the-art radiation oncology and radiation oncologists in the building with the best linear accelerator you can actually buy. A linear accelerator. Yeah, linear accelerator. Can you tell me what that is briefly? Essentially, the radiation linear accelerator is what provides radiation to the different parts of the body in a very precise manner. And it's what's it called again? A linear accelerator. So breast cancer, when you only remove, do a lumpectomy, remove a portion of the breast, Mm -hmm. those are typically almost always followed up with some sort of radiation treatments. So anywhere from three to six weeks of radiation therapy. And that linear accelerator is what focuses a little beam of extra, a little x-ray beam right into the breast to help get any area that may have been left behind. That's great. That is fantastic. What a great piece of equipment we have right here. Oh, yeah. And it's state of the art. It's the latest, state of the art. Latest LINAC you can actually have to do your treatments. So I didn't mean to interrupt great. you. You were talking yep. about uh, the People's Cancer Institute. Yep, yep. So the radiation oncologists are on the bottom floor with that great linear accelerator. You go up two floors and you can kind of look out over the town and see um, where our infusion bays. So if you have to have chemotherapy or infusion of some sort, you're able to have your own private environment where you can look out over the complex and kind of see out the windows and it's really just a, a beautiful facility where you can get that state-of-the-art infusion. It's got a pharmacy there right right in the building to get the medicines that you're going to get. That sounds great. What a, what a beautiful facility that is. I've, I've toured that before, and it is, um, sta- like you said, state-of-the-art. Yeah, everything about it is up-to-date, state-of-the-art care, and we've got everything under one roof that you could possibly need. 3D mammography, we've got brachytherapy, we've got that linear accelerator. Um, the other thing that we're bringing into that first floor, especially in women's imaging, is we're going to start calculating risk. The big thing is we don't want you to be scared about your mammograms. You need to go out and get them. I know this COVID environment has really made it 
kind of scary to get out, but age 40 and above needs yearly annual screening mammography. But we're also starting where we'll do risk measurements. We're taking all your family history and from your menstrual cycles to your family history to figure out, are you at a higher risk for developing breast cancer? Or do you have a possible genetic abnormality that is being passed down through your family so that we can really figure out what it is that we can do to personalize your care and decide, are you high risk? Are you at high risk for genetics? And take care of all of that right in the mammography suite when you come just to get that yearly screening mammography. So I think that's going to be one great addition there. So we like to see people get one screening mammogram at age 35 and then yearly annual screening mammography starting at age 40. That's great. What about some of the other services that's offered at the People's Cancer Institute? Yeah, so we got some patient navigation. We also have an oncology uh, dedicated social worker. We have a dietitian that's all in-house. We've got lymphedema that we work on with lymphedema clinic that we're we're running. So we can also do second opinions. So essentially, we've got everything in-house that you would expect from any major cancer institute in America. Let's take a short break. When we return, we're going to talk about some of the revolutionary services that are offered at the People's Cancer Institute. Don't go away. If you're in need of medical care, don't delay. Your health won't wait. Hamilton Medical Center is ready to care for you. We are following CDC guidelines. Patients and guests are screened for COVID-19 symptoms. Those who are suspected to have the virus are treated in a separate area. Plus, Hamilton's high-powered UV light robots eliminate 99.9% of bacteria and viruses on surfaces. Please do not delay medical care. Your health won't wait. As always, Hamilton is here for you. If you are sick with COVID-19 or think you might have it, take steps to help protect other people from getting sick. Stay home except to get medical care. Call the doctor before visiting. Separate yourself from others who live with you. Wear a mask to protect others. Cover your coughs and sneezes with a tissue and clean your hands right away. Avoid sharing items with other people in your home. And stay aware of how you feel. If you start to have difficulty breathing or you're worried about your health, call your doctor. For more information, visit HamiltonHealth.com or CDC.gov. Is it time for a heart-to-heart? Ask your primary care physician if you should have a heart-to-heart with one of Hamilton Physician Group's board-certified cardiologists. If you have high cholesterol, high blood pressure, or diabetes, this can be especially important. Hamilton Physician Group Cardiology, located at 1436 Broderick Drive in Dalton. Call 706-226-3434 or visit hamiltonhealth.com slash cardiology. That's 706-226-3434. Be a hero. Stop a stroke. If you think someone you're with is having a stroke, ask him to smile. Does his face droop? Have him raise both arms. Does one arm drift down? Can he repeat a simple phrase without slurring? If you see even one of these symptoms, call 911 right away. Because when it's a stroke, every second counts. Hamilton Medical Center has a nationally ranked, highly trained rapid stroke team ready to care for you. Hamilton Medical Center, health for life. Welcome back to Health for Life. What are some of the advanced services that are offered at People's Cancer Institute. Well, a couple of new things as we were talking about just a minute ago with the risk assessments, but also the genetic testing. And then another real interesting, very cool item is this Paxman scalp cooling system. So let me start there with the Paxman scalp cooling system. Uh, are you saying scalp cooling like your head? Yep. Scalp cooling system. Right. Okay. Yep. It's a Paxman scalp cooling system. So what this is, essentially in, in my office, I take care of a lot of breast cancer. And so, obviously, the first concern is, am I going to die? 
And that is always number one, is what's going to happen to me? Am I going to make it through this? Am I going to live? And the good thing is, is 98% of stage one early breast cancers are going to do just fine. But it is a lot of treatments that they're going to have to undergo. So their number two question after we decide that, yes, you're going to make this and we're going to do everything we can to get you through this is, what about my hair? Am I going to lose my hair? And typically, if you have to have chemotherapy, you are going to lose lose your hair from the chemotherapy because the chemotherapy's job is to kill cells that are rapidly dividing. So any cancer cell would be considered something that's rapidly dividing, but unfortunately, hair is also one of those types of cells that are rapidly dividing. So that hair also gets killed during the process. And so people will lose their hair. And that's very, you know, a very significant concern to to a lot of our population. Now, not necessarily you, Bobby, but... No, I, I don't have hair, but <laughs> I do understand a lot of ladies, that would be a big deal. It is. It's a, a big it's a, deal. It's a great big deal. And so when I was at a conference several years ago, actually one of my friends that I went to high school with that subsequently became a breast surgeon, she just had undergone breast cancer. And as we were at the meeting, she told me that she had just finished her chemotherapy. Well, she had a full head of hair and I was like, wow, well, that must have been over a year or so ago. And she's like, no, I, I just finished it just a couple of weeks ago, right before coming out to this conference. And so, so you're thinking a wig at this point. Well, I didn't know. It looked it looked pretty normal. And she's like, yeah, so I did this. I had really um, investigated and, and looked into what can I do to not lose my hair and found this Paxman scalp cooling system, which essentially it's a cold cap that pumps some coolant system. You So you wear this over your head while receiving a chemotherapy. You put it on about an hour before, wear it through the entire chemotherapy infusion process where you actually receive the medicines, and then just a little bit while afterwards. And this machine will pump a coolant into that cap and will cool down your scalp or essentially kind of freeze your scalp so that that scalp is protected and your hair is protected through the chemotherapy process. There's still some hair loss and some thinning of your hair depending on the type of chemotherapy and some people will still end up losing a significant portion of their hair but it looks like with these with the studies from this scalp cooling system that that hair will regenerate faster after you've had this just a wonderful thing that's typically at large academic centers will have this being able to provide that in a town our size in Dalton with this state-of-the-art equipment is really just a wonderful thing that our hospital has been able to provide so we're really super excited about that we've got several patients that are already using it and having great results and so we're just happy to be able to use that in the cancer treatment process I got to tell you this this is new this is not something that's been around for a long time No, what some people would try to do is they would bring in like swim caps that they would kind of use liquid nitrogen or having a cooler and put swim caps on their head to try and help freeze their hair. And that just was a pretty difficult fitting and and keeping it cool enough. And it really had limited success. So this this actual scalp cooling system that pumps it into a pre-measured cap that fits right on your scalp has just been a a wonderful, innovative area that's really been very helpful. Well, good. Ladies, that's important to them to keep their hair. It is. It is, definitely. It is definitely, like I say, that's the number two question that I get when we get to the diagnosis of a cancer. And so that is a great new innovation that's going to be very helpful. Genetic testing. Tell me about genetic testing. So genetic testing. What we know about breast cancer in particular is about 10% of breast cancers are truly 
hereditary that we know of through a gene that's passed on from your parents or through your fa- a close family member. So 90% of breast cancer is what we consider spontaneous and not truly hereditary. Now having the same types of genes still, we always are very concerned about family history, but everyone has DNA in their body that's passed down from your uh, parents, determines, you know, your hair color, your eye color, essentially the the way your body shape and, and things. And so, but there are also genes that can be passed down that we know put people at a higher risk for developing breast cancer. So BRCA1 and 2 got very popularized by Angelina Jolie when she ended up having her bilateral mastectomies because of a genetic uh, mutation, and that really opened the door towards genetic testing. So it helped to kind of really open the door towards knowing about it when she was able to really freely talk about that. So we know, again, back about this 10% of genes, and now there's discovered multiple genes for different types of disorders can be inherited through your parents. And a lot of those times is if your parent has it, has that gene, there's a 50-50 chance that that could be passed on. And again, like BRCA1 and 2, those are the two most popular, again, but others. When you have those genes, you can have up to an 80 to 90% chance of developing future breast cancer. Wow. So it's a big deal. So the American Society of Breast Surgeons, I was on a panel probably about two or three years ago where we looked at who needs to be tested. So it's been controversial. We know if you develop a cancer at a younger age that those people definitely need to be tested. But when we got our huge genetic panel uh, across the nation from people from MD Anderson, Mayo Clinic, Sloan Kettering, and we looked at the data, we realized that every woman with breast cancer should really undergo genetic testing or at least be talked to about genetic testing and offered that. So we really do our best to find out about, as any woman or man really that develops breast cancer, we really want to know about their genetics. And genetics can come, it's not necessarily just from their mother that develops breast cancer, but can be from their mother or their father. So we want family history from both sides to determine, you know, where these genes are coming from. They do the genetic testing on that part of your DNA to find out, are you at high risk or do you have a genetic abnormality that we can possibly do something to prevent, either through increased screening or if it's a significant high-level breast cancer gene, we can consider prophylactic surgery to prevent breast cancer, but even find out if it's a lower-risk gene, do we need to increase the screening with breast MRI? Do we need to do other types of imaging at more frequent rates just really to help keep you from getting this diagnosis? Well, I noticed when you were talking there, you mentioned men. Uh, we're talking mostly about women, but men get breast cancer too. True, exactly. So that's the one thing that we can't forget in what a lot of people have termed Pinktober with Breast Cancer Awareness Month in October. We can't forget about men. They will also at a much smaller risk, but men do develop breast cancer and a lot of times can ignore this because they, they may think that, oh, breast cancer doesn't happen in men. Right. So lumps in men should also be you know, very worked up and be diligent about, again, even with some self-breast exams and can't forget about men in this equation. Very good information. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the importance of mammograms. 
When a loved one is recovering at home from an injury, surgery, or illness, or needs assistance with disease management at home, Hamilton Home Health is here to help. Hamilton has provided compassionate, expert medical care in Northwest Georgia for over 30 years. Our nurses, social workers, and physical, occupational, and speech therapists work together to provide excellent medical care in the comfort of your home. Hamilton Home Health, 706-226-2848. Join us on a journey to better health. Health for life. Simply put, that is why Hamilton Medical Center is here. From primary care and specialty care practices near you, an accredited chest pain center, a certified joint replacement program, a new children's institute, cancer institute, endoscopy center, and more. Hamilton is here for you and your family. Learn more at HamiltonHealth.com. Hamilton Healthcare System. Health for life. Right care. Right time. Right at home. Hamilton Physician Group now offers telehealth appointments through your mobile phone, tablet, or computer. Connect with your healthcare provider in the comfort of your own home. Call any Hamilton Physician Group office or visit hamiltonhealth.com telehealth to schedule your appointment. Most health insurance plans are accepted and self-pay options are available. Hamilton Physician Group, we're here for you. You can reduce your risk of COVID-19 by cleaning and disinfecting frequently touched items and surfaces every day. These items include TV remotes, tables, countertops, light switches, doorknobs, handles, toilets, and sinks. Wear disposable gloves to clean and disinfect. If you can see that the item is dirty, wash it first with soap and water or another general cleaner. Then use a household disinfectant to kill germs. You can find a list of recommended disinfectants at epa.gov. Follow the directions on the label to safely use the products. For more information, visit hamiltonhealth.com or cdc.gov. At Hamilton Hospice, we don't just care for the patient, we provide compassionate support for the entire family. Early intervention can significantly impact a patient's comfort and quality of life and allow family members to focus on embracing special moments with their loved one. Hamilton Hospice has provided compassionate expert care to North Georgia for over 30 years. Call 706-278-2848 or visit hamiltonhealth.com slash hospice to learn more. Welcome back to Health for Life. Let's start off with the basics. What is a mammogram? So mammogram, low-dose x-ray exam of the breast, and it's really just to look and see on a yearly change if there's any change in the breast structure from an x-ray standpoint from year to year. We've essentially gone from taking regular screening two-view mammograms to now we'll do a 3D mammogram. So we have several 3D mammogram machines at PCI. It's called breast tomosynthesis. Instead of having just one picture of the breast, you'll have slices through the breast from different angles to have multiple different pictures to make sure you can find something as small as can be detected on any type of procedure. And that's what the 3D is you're talking right. about. Right. So the 3D is actually it's tomosynthesis, but yes, that's the 3D multiple sliced exam. What's the best method of detecting breast cancer as early as possible? We always want self-breast exam, number one. A woman can typically pick up something much easier than, a, than even in a physician exam because they know hey, if you examine your breast monthly, you can tell for any type of little change that may be very subtle to that person. I found 
many women come to me with, that have picked up a very subtle finding that turned out to be something. So we very much encourage self-breast exam for anything as small as a pee, you know, just to be able to text things at such an early rate. Then after self-breast exam comes yearly imaging back to the age again, we encourage everyone to get a screening mammogram at age 35 and then start, and that's a baseline, just to have as a picture. And then at age 40 is when we start doing yearly screening mammography. The only caveats, again, are people that are a significant increased risk for developing breast cancer, either through family history or from a calculated risk. We may do imaging earlier. Or, again, back to that family history, we like to start yearly mammograms 10 years prior to the earliest diagnosed cancer. So if someone had a mother that was diagnosed with breast cancer at age 44, well, then we would start doing yearly screening mammography at age 34. And back to that genetic testing component, most of the people whose mothers had cancer at an earlier age probably didn't have genetic testing because we weren't, just weren't doing it back then. So at that point, we still like to do genetic testing. If your mother or someone who had a cancer at a young age, we always like to test the person that actually had the cancer. But if that person had passed or just no longer in communication with that person or we just don't know, then we determine if the person who's the child of the person that had cancer can then be tested to find out if there's a genetic abnormality. But the take-home message is yearly screening mammography at age 40. At age 40. Yes. So my next question was going to be, how often should a, a woman have a mammography performed? And you're saying yearly at age 40. Right. So you start yearly at age 40 is is pretty much the go-to. There's some, some controversy out in the literature to go to every two years, but every year saves lives. And we like to do it at, starting at age 40 rather than age 50. The American Society of Breast Surgeons strongly believes at age 40 is when people need to save need to begin so that we can save lives. What are the risk factors associated with breast cancer? There's risks that you can't control and risks that you can control. Obviously, you can't control your family history. You can't control your genes, but we need to know about them and need to know if you have an abnormality. There's a tremendous amount of women or women and men that are walking around and just don't know they have this genetic abnormality. So finding out through family history and testing on those genes we need to know about, age, because you're a woman, that increases your risk of breast cancer. If you've had previous cancer in either your breast or ovaries, that puts you at an early age or increased risk for developing breast cancer. Right. The more menstrual cycles you have, the more likely you can have breast cancer. So if you have started your menstrual cycle early or if you went into menopause late, then that's another increased risk of developing breast cancer. The risks that you can control is hormone therapy. So we don't want people to be on hormone replacement therapy for 20 years when they're put on it. We want you to be on the lowest dose for the least amount of time to control your symptoms. But for three or four years during uh, menopause, that's okay. But we don't want women to stay on uh, hormone replacement therapy for a significant amount of time because hormones can be the food to the breast cancers. Overweight and obesity. So we like, obviously, increased weight loss. Exercise is always good. Alcohol content, significant increases in alcohol can cause a higher risk of breast cancer. Pregnancies, because pregnancies decrease your menstrual cycle, the more children you have, actually, the less menstrual cycles you have, so the less risk of breast cancer um, that you have. And again, breastfeeding as well is a, 
lower risk of developing breast cancer. Let's shift gears for a moment and talk about COVID-19. What COVID-19 precautions are being taken at People's Cancer Institute? We've got measures put in place in the mammography unit, which includes face masks, protective equipment for everyone, social distancing, staggered appointments, and then wiping and sanitizing the stations. We've found that we can get people back on track to get those mammograms. So we need you to get back in and get those, especially if you missed it. Very encouraging information. Need to get back in there and have that mammogram. Uh, Thank you for sharing all of this uh, great info. If you could leave our listeners with one word of advice about their health, what would that be? The number one, at least for my part, is get your mammogram. Age 40, annual mammograms. You can call PCI, 272 Get scheduled. Get your mammogram. Get screened. Find out about your risk. Do you need genetic testing? Let's help to eradicate this world of breast cancer. For more information or an appointment at Hamilton Physician Group General Surgery, call 706-278-6403 or visit hamiltonhealth.com slash surgery. Information on People's Cancer Institute can be found at hamiltonhealth.com slash cancer. And mammogram appointments can be made at 706-272-6565. And to give to the Paxman Scalp Cooling Whitfield Healthcare Foundation campaign, visit hamiltonhealth.com slash foundation. If you're in need of medical care, don't delay. Your health won't wait. Hamilton Medical Center is ready to care for you. We are following CDC guidelines. Patients and guests are screened for COVID-19 symptoms. Those who are suspected to have the virus are treated in a separate area. Plus, Hamilton's high-powered UV light robots eliminate 99.9% of bacteria and viruses on surfaces. Please do not delay medical care. Your health won't wait. As always, Hamilton is here for you. Take the following everyday steps to help avoid the spread of COVID-19 and other respiratory viruses. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue. Throw the tissue away and then wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay at least six feet from other people and stay home if you're sick. Call your doctor if you develop a fever, cough, or difficulty breathing. For more information, visit HamiltonHealth.com or CDC.gov. Thank you for listening to Health for Life, a presentation of Hamilton Healthcare System. 